Hi, welcome. I have a story to share with you today and I've been really thinking about it all day because it's really uncomfortable sometimes for me to come here and talk about myself. But I had a little God wink this morning that this today is the day I'm supposed to share it with all of you. And I hope that I can inspire some of you by sharing my story. Um, I just want to serve you. So I hope that this uh, gives you something to help you reflect on your own life. Hi, I'm Sherry Dias Malat with Glam Lashes Galore, and I love to help teach women how to use makeup with confidence so they can see beauty is ageless. I'm 52. I've been doing makeup and video tutorials for, gosh, like 20 months maybe. I'm usually here doing makeup tips and makeup hacks and different ways to get the most out of your money and, and to learn new tricks if you're like me. Um, you know, I just started doing the same old thing for 20 years and I was in a makeup rut. But once I started doing these makeup videos and tutorials, I started realizing I wasn't just in a makeup rut. Like I came out of an emotional rut also. So this morning I was watching the news and I saw Terry Bradshaw. If anyone has ever followed football, Terry Bradshaw was a fantastic quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why does it matter, right? Honestly, baseball is my first sport. Um, but Terry Bradshaw was on TV and all of a sudden I was a five-year-old girl again sitting on my dad's knee eating popcorn and watching TV. And one of the most amazing things that I remember from my childhood is my father telling me in between bites of popcorn, you can be anything you want to be. That was powerful. That was powerful for my father. And I'm going to tell you, I'm 52. So this was back in the early 70s that my father was telling me, you can be anything that you want to be. And he would point, we'd, we'd watch football on Sunday, we'd watch the Steelers because we were living in Pennsylvania at the time, and he would point at the TV, he'd point to his favorite player, Terry Bradshaw, and he would say, you can even be quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers someday. And for a good chunk of my early years, I really thought I could be a quarterback. I could be an NFL quarterback. My father was so good at not putting any limits on me, on my mindset, and on my thinking. And I just wrote a blog about this that uh, I will drop the link to when I'm done because I have reflected on my journey of having confidence and having lost my confidence for a good chunk of my adult life and how I got it back. And I hope that that inspires you. And when I'm done with the video, I'll drop the link below and you can check it out and see if there's anything helpful in there for you if you've ever felt lost. My father gave me so much confidence, but the time that I was most confident in my life was in college. Now, let me tell you, my dad was a professor, so we moved a lot. Like, I've lived in 11 different states. My father was always trying to get a different degree or better tenure opportunity. I mean, he went back for a PhD in his 40s, and we lived apart for a couple years so that he could go get that degree and my mom could work somewhere else and support the family. And it was a very tough time in our family. And when we tried to put our family back together again, was really, really hard because my dad had been alone for two years getting his PhD and my mom had been a single parent raising both of us and working full time. And it was really hard because how did they find their roles again? So it was really good for me to live through that and to see how they work through things. And honestly, it served me very well in my marriage of almost 24 years too. My anniversary is Monday, so the doorbell may ring soon. I uh, saw that I'm getting flowers today. So my point is, 
that my father gave me these things. He gave me these tools to find my own confidence, but I still had to find it on my own in a lot of ways because like fourth grade, I had three different schools and fifth grade was a different school and sixth grade was a different school. Seventh grade was a different school and ninth grade was a different school and all of these different things that I went through. It was really, really hard to sort of reinvent myself, but I think it served me well in life. Jessica, thank you so much for joining. That is so sweet of you. So I'm going to show you a picture and I shared it on my personal wall today. Okay, my, my most amazing time was when I was in college. If you can see this photo right there. That is me, super short, I'm 5'5", and I was playing Division I volleyball in Southern California. So this is my friend Tammy, who is a good six inches taller than me, and yes, we had to wear those horrible bottoms that we called bun huggers. How horrible is that? So Tammy and I basically shared a position. I was 5'5", five five, she was like six feet or 6'1". So, you know, being 5'5", five five, you don't really make a very good middle blocker. <laughs> You're just not really tall enough, and I had a great vertical jump, but we shared a position. She would play the front row, and I would go in and play the back row. My point is, I never started a single game in four years of high school volleyball. Not one game. I never started a game. It was so frustrating to me to put in, you know, what I felt like was all the heart and twice the effort and the work and everything to get none of the, I don't know, acknowledgement maybe, you know, just to start a game would have been amazing. So fast forward, I'm a late bloomer and it is what it is. And it took me a while to understand that. But through my college years, I surrounded myself with other people who were better than me. And it really started off when I started college. I just wanted something to be active. So I signed up for a volleyball course. That was my favorite class. I signed up for a volleyball course and I started like getting better. And I started playing with these guys who were 6'3 and 6'5 and they, they asked me to be on their co-ed teams and we played tournaments every week and I got so much better. So much so that halfway through college they said, you know, you're as good as all of the other players on the school's Division I team in Southern California. So I wasn't sure and I went to a game and I thought, okay, I, I think I could work really hard to get in better shape and I think I could hold my own. So I came up with a 90 day plan. You know, I, I broke it up into goals and I decided, you know, I was gonna run the stairs in stadiums and I was going to run two miles every other day and I was, you know, weightlifting and this whole protocol, jump roping and different things to, to make my muscle groups, you know, more responsive and, and my endurance and strength and everything. And it was so amazing for me to finally show up for tryouts in August, what we called Hell Week. It was really empowering for me to show up and to be there and to hold my own and even even like doing push-ups with the girls that were on Division One scholarships, I was doing better than some of them and I was so stinking proud of myself because who was I? I never started a single game in high school, you know, and it didn't matter because my mindset was so strong and my confidence and I still heard my dad's words that said, you can do anything, you can be anything you want. And I took that confidence with me in college, and I took it into my first career working in the movie business. 
And then I fell in love with my amazing, amazing husband, who is a fighter pilot and a test pilot in the US Navy. And I knew that if my dreams to be with this amazing human being, I mean, I was 28, I was almost 29. I was, you know, getting married later in life. But I knew that I couldn't follow his career around the country and deployments and all that that meant and also work in the movie business. And so I made a choice. I made a choice to be with him because he was the most amazing thing that had ever happened in my life. But something occurred to me the other night. I was in this training, in a group entrepreneur training, and I was thinking about it, and it dawned on me that for so many years, I mean, I put my career on hold for 20 years. I spent my 30s raising my three babies, and a lot of it I did alone. Like our first five years of marriage, my husband was gone three and a half years. And I lived on an island, oh, three-day drive away from my parents, and I didn't have money to fly home. We had nothing. And so I think about those are my 30s raising my babies. In my 40s, I started losing all these family members. My grandmother passed away. My cousin's son passed away right before his 21st birthday. And then my sweet, sweet father passed away. And I got stuck in a decade of grief. And so I look back and I think, wow, that's, that's 20 years that I put myself on hold. I got stuck in that rut. I got stuck in that mindset. I was so busy being what everyone needed from me and then just trying to sort of cope and exist and sort of go through the motions for my 40s. I feel like I lost a decade of my 40s, which is really sad when I look back right now. And yet at the same time, I take full responsibility because I made that choice to put myself on hold. I, put, I made that choice to follow my husband's career I didn't want my, my babies being raised by someone else, and I know that everyone makes different decisions, but I didn't have a support system, I didn't have family nearby, and my husband was in different countries. Sometimes I couldn't even talk to him for two weeks at a time. So I made the best decision that I could make for myself, and I had really, really hard babies. No one told me it was gonna be so hard. I made that choice. I made that choice to be with them and to care for them and to save money because anything I would have earned out in the workplace would have all gone to childcare. So to me, it was a wash. It didn't make sense. And also, if I stayed home, I had the opportunity that maybe I could go home. If you know, I there was a way I could get money together for a ticket to fly home, I could go home and be with my parents for these chunks of time as well. So that was a wonderful thing. So I made that choice. But it just dawned on me the other night. It dawned on me that because I chose to leave my dreams of working in the movie business, because I chose to follow my husband's career and to stay home and raise my babies and, and all that that looked like with all of the different moves. I mean, I think we had something like 15 addresses in 11 years. It was just insane in the Navy. Because I made those choices, I also had like I had a lot of embarrassment and I started thinking about this the other night and when the thought came out of my brain, I must have suppressed it or I've never spoken about it. When the thought came out of my brain and the words were there, like I started crying because I thought, oh my gosh, this was a really strong feeling. I was embarrassed for so many, for so many years because I chose to stay home. 
because I didn't go follow those dreams and that passion and the big goal of working in Hollywood and being in production and screenwriting and all that I was going to do. I didn't want to be an actress. I wanted to be in production. I wanted to write. I wanted to write screenplays, amazing, heartfelt stories that people would go to the movies and go, wow, what a great movie. Because you know, right? There's so many things that get made and we all go, how in the world did somebody make that movie? I thought that too. I worked in the movie business for a couple of years before I went back for my master's degree and I thought, oh, I can do this and I can do it better than this person and that person. My confidence was so high. It was so, so high. And then I lost that confidence. I started being everything that everyone else needed to be. Wife, mom, doctor, mom, taxi. You know, I wore so many different hats. Volunteer at school. I mean, I was doing everything for everyone else. I was doing nothing for me. I was barely sleeping. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was sleep deprived. Most of my 30s, I was pregnant or nursing or trying to get pregnant or trying to stop nursing or... Like there were nights where I was just so thankful to get two hours of sleep or an hour and a half of sleep. If you're a mom, you know what I'm talking about. And then you have the sick babies or the sick husband or you're sick yourself, but you still keep going because you're the person providing for everyone. Even if you caretake for someone, an older parent or a friend or a family member, it just really can drain your own you know, emotional gas tank, right? Your own emotional stability. I was drained, absolutely drained and lost. And you know, I found myself when I started my makeup business. But even more so, I found myself when I started sharing my stories. It was really, really uncomfortable because I would come on and I would talk about makeup and that kind of stuff. And that was great because it was so disconnected from me, right? I can hold up something. I can tell you, oh, you have to get this. I love this. My favorite product. You have to get this color cleaner because it just, you can wipe off all of the makeup product on here. And it's wonderful for just using one or two brushes. It's great for travel. I love it. I don't sell them. I just share what I love. But it's not personal, right? So I made a pivot. I made a change about a year and a half ago. I started coming on. And about once a week, I share something from my heart or from my soul or maybe some epiphany that I have about life because 52 years has given me a lot of insight. I can look back and I can see a lot of things that I did really well and a lot of things that I really sucked at. <laughs> a lot of things I wish I could do over. But honestly, it doesn't serve me well if I don't learn from it, if I don't improve on it, if I don't keep trying to refine myself and to be the best version of me that I can be. For my kids, for my three kids, I have two in college and one in high school now. And for my sweet husband of almost 24 years. But more than that, I've realized that I owe it to myself. My hair is sort of flat and droopy today because yesterday, I did something for me that I've never done. I went and I had a facial. And I'll tell you why I've never done it. It's sort of twofold, maybe threefold. I've never done it before because one, I was embarrassed about my skin. I've really, I've always struggled with acne and dark spots and I've learned how to cover it up. 
And so I was always worried about going someplace without any makeup, someone else seeing me without the makeup, the judgment, you know, how am I going to feel self-conscious about it? So I never went. And I went there yesterday. I was so proud. This is my celebration for finishing my new website and my new blog. And I was so excited because I did it. I went there without makeup. I totally walked in and then I found out, oh, it came with a massage. Well, guess what? Guess who's never even had a massage before? I'm 52. I'll be 53 next month. I've never had a massage before. So I had a 15 minute massage. I had the facial. I had another 15 minute like neck and shoulder massage. And so I'm super relaxed today. Like the effect is still, I'm still glowing from it. It was just an amazing experience. And I'm going to blog about having my first facial in my 50s. I'm trying so much now to look back and reflect on what I did that just wasn't really good. I know now that it's the journey that was meant for me. And I'm okay with that. I don't like the fact that I lost my 40s. I mean, my 30s, I was going to raise my babies anyway. But my 40s, the fact that I lost all that time of just being in a grief-stricken fog, I guess. I feel really badly about that because I think my, my 40s could have been better. But by gosh, do I appreciate my 50s now because I made it through. I've made it through some really, really tough times. I've made it through really tough adversity that I've gone through, that our family has gone through, that my three kids have gone through, that my husband has gone through. I've made it through. I'm on the other side. And so something that I'm teaching my kids, because my oldest is 22. I'm at 22 and a 19 and a 14 year old. Showing them that experience is really a benefit because you can look back and you can see now, oh, you know what? It's a really good thing that that door closed because look what just came open for me. And if I had taken that job or that position or that route, I would not be receptive to receiving this amazing gift that is coming to me at this time in my life. Perspective is everything. It is everything. And here's something else. I love to talk about my dad because I was a daddy's girl and he absolutely gave me so much power to be confident. He gave me the words I needed to hear that I could do anything. But I know not all of you have had that. Not everyone has a supportive mom or dad or sibling or spouse or kids or grandparent or peers at work. Not everyone has that. And I know that, but here's what else I know. There are people in this world that are doing amazing, amazing things. They are writers, they are creators, they are entertainers. Look at Oprah Winfrey, whether you like her or not. She has overcome so much adversity to build her empire, to build her dreams and goals, and to say, I am better than anything that's ever happened to me. I am better than what anyone has ever said to put me down. And that's what I want for you. If you have not had the encouragement, or the love, or the feedback, or the accolades, or the uplifting that you needed, or wanted, or think you should have had in your life, 
that's okay. That doesn't need to be the end of your story. It can be the start of your story. That can be where you take yourself and you say, it doesn't matter because I'm going to do it anyway. That is where you can be stronger than what's happened to you or what's been said to you. There are so many amazing examples of people who found themselves again. I think the Colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken, he didn't even sell his recipe until he was in, was it 60s or 70s? I mean, unbelievable, right? There are so many people out there who have overcome obstacles, who have not quit, who have not gone away, and who have not stopped trying. If you would like to read more about my tips for how to find yourself again, if you've been lost along life's journey, like I have, I got a little lost for about 20 years. I got a little sidetracked. But I want to tell you, I want to inspire you. It's never too old. You're never too late. And I will drop a link to my, my newest blog that launched last night on how to find yourself at any age. I'll drop the link below so you can read that. I would love to hear your thoughts and your comments about life's journey. Did you get stuck? Did you? What did you do to get out of it? I would love either comments on the video or comments on the blog. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you know somebody who would benefit, if you feel there is value in my words today, I would so appreciate it if you would share with someone else because I always believe, believe that these messages of inspiration come to us exactly when we need it. Here I am drinking my coffee this morning, watching the news, and I see Terry Bradshaw, who is in my blog post. I actually mentioned him by name in this blog that I wrote about finding yourself again, finding your confidence again. And I thought that is my father smiling down on me saying, share your story. I was embarrassed about the route that I chose. I felt like I wasn't worthy. I felt like, I felt like I'd let my parents down. I felt like I'd left, let myself down. It's really, really hard. And so I'm here to tell you, it's never too late. You can always find yourself again. And if you'd like to chat more about it, you can always message me. I'm always happy to answer your questions. I hope you have a fantastic day. I'm Sherry Dias-Malot. Thank you for watching. Bye.